0: Say Something, a video podcast so you can listen and watch. It's like sports talk or news talk, but it's life talk to help us walk the road together. I'm Kay, and thanks for joining me and a few of my friends as we contemplate societal issues and ideas, searching for truth so that together we can say something encouraging to folks walking alongside. On today's show, Jenny Allen, founder of If Gathering and the New York Times bestselling author, chats about getting out of our heads and getting our thoughts anchored on
1: life-giving truth. So I wanted to grab one by the arms. I wanted to look in their eyes and say, like, one, do you know that all of these thoughts that you're thinking, you don't have to think of? Yeah. And two, do you know how valuable you are to God yes. and how yes. much He's equipped you to fight this fight? Yeah. And, and not just fight it, but win. Thanks
0: for joining the conversation. Here we go. We're in the car in our fun little carpool chat and we have our friend Jenny Allen here and we're so excited. And here's Cynthia Yanoff with Pardon the Mess. Jenny Allen is an award-winning and New York Times best-selling author, Bible teacher, and sought-after speaker. Her latest book, Get Out of Your Head, tackles our spiraling toxic thoughts, pointing readers to the power and freedom we have available to us. The founder and visionary for the If Gathering, she is a passionate leader following God's call on her life to catalyze a generation of women to live what they believe. Find Jenny at Jenny or Jenny S Allen on Instagram. And we're always excited to have Cynthia Yanoff, writer, speaker, and blogger with Dennis Inform's Pardon the Mess podcast. And so we're doubling up on our We love to double up because life is a together thing, so why not so do it together? So much more. Fun. Okay, and, and so I'm sitting here with a creepy book in the back because I want to make sure
2: everybody knows that we're <laughs> we have Jenny and we're excited think to talk it's about. It's creepy. I well think the book's not creepy. Why I'm are creepy. Here.
0: I don't think you're creepy. I think you're the cute. book's
2: phenomenal. But oh, I'm just see. sitting here holding it.
0: Well, I think there probably is creepy stuff back there, but it's certainly not you. (laughs) (laughs) We Um, kind of joke that this is a duct tape production because it actually is. (laughs) And there's usually stinky socks holding the microphone or the phone. Okay. So we are here to talk about Jenny's new book, Mm -hmm. which is um, called Get Out of Your Head. And you want to kind of go, please say, can everyone just admit that we're in our heads? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, is
1: there anybody that isn't? Well, I'll tell you what, I've done. Some interviews, and a guy one time started the the conversation by saying, So, is this for crazy people? Oh, and I was like, Dude, first of all, that's such a guy question, and second of all, no, like, all yeah, maybe, yes, but we're all crazy, mm -hmm. and so are you, and you just may not think about it as much as the girls do, but we're all more, I think we're more self-aware.
0: I don't yeah. know. I really was thinking about it, which I was doing in the shower, which is usually where the best thinking comes. And I was just going to tell you, you know, my brother, uh, my older brother is friends yeah. with Jenny and my brother, brilliant, keeps a an Expo marker in the shower because he takes notes while he's in the shower because so he has a whiteboard in the shower. <laughs> I love your brother. And so I'm sitting there going, it's not just a girl thing. No, it's, uh, a guy. it's like in no. your head. And so let's talk about what in your head means. Because when I hear it, it's like just tons of thoughts and messages that are going in your head. And it's sort of like, why don't you talk about that a little bit by what you mean in your head? I think we
1: are better schooled than like talking about our emotions and how we feel. I think that that is something I heard. Or at least this, I'm going to talk from my context. Okay. I, I was more comfortable talking about emotions. I didn't ever discipline or have anybody tell me about how to control my thoughts. And I, 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 so I, therefore I didn't really notice them. I just lived with them. I remember being, I don't think the story's in the book, but I remember um, being with a counselor and telling him like these random insecure thoughts I was having when I was in my twenties. And he he looked at me and said- how old were you when you were doing that? I mean, counseling? Well, I mean, if you were, were you going back to in your twenties or was it in your twenties? This was in my twenties. Okay. So I was with this counselor. And I was telling him these insecure thoughts and he said, so you know, not everybody thinks that way. Oh, really? I know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it now. Cause I'm like, I've yeah, ministered like, to women for a long time and I'm like, actually they guy. do. But, but at the time it was actually really hopeful because I thought, well, that means I could maybe think differently. And I remember it being, um, in my twenties was the first time that I ever took inventory of my thoughts or started noticing my thoughts. Yeah. And so I think, We largely go through life and and we're constantly talking to ourselves because it's definitely a narrative, but we're never noticing it. Yes, because it's so normal. It is. We don't even hear it. We don't even think about it.
0: No, and I've always loved the part where Paul says, I think one thing and I do another, and then I mean to do this and then I don't do that. Because I've always found that very comforting that the Apostle Paul would say, hey, by the way, my head's, I've got a lot going on in my head too. Yeah. Right.
2: I like how in your book you said, too, that we all hear these messages, I'm helpless, I'm worthless,
0: I'm unlovable. Okay, you're going to add that. We're going back We're going to that because we actually
1: are McDonald's because I'm sort I'm of really thirsty. excited about this right now. I'm thirsty, too, but I think I can't go here without getting fries. Oh, good. Okay, say that
0: again. A medium Diet Coke. And immediate, and you got the, the tea and then right a large. I mean, what did you do? Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. pepper and a large fry. Books and duct tape and, books, and video have, and McDonald's. I even have and driving. I'm so glad you have a that lemon in a baggie. I don't know why. I, I have to tell you, that's Detail. not my favorite thing. Did you? Did, did I like a lemon tea? just you. didn't bring it,
1: it did you? See, no, you don't want the lemon in it. You just, it has germs. In no, them. I don't well, carry lemons like, in that, my bag. Have I have a lot of stuff. I don't know would what you, we're
0: doing. Why would you not have duct tape in your car? <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean,
1: well, seriously. I'm the only when that got food, y'all. It was fun.
2: You're surprised. You're gonna share my. Yeah, I got a large. Look at. we well, Do not let her early. eat while she's driving. in. And, largeness! Well, is yeah. this
1: even legal to post this with McDonald's logos and stuff? No, you know what's so backwards. funny is
0: we had. We used to when we started. We did fake sponsors. <laughs> So
1: McDonald's is our fake sponsor today. Okay. Um, oh, Come wait, on. Here, I'll take one. So you can't yeah. have a diet Dr Pepper and smell McDonald's fries and not eat. Okay.
0: Are we back on, or we what are we doing? Oh no, we've been on. Oh. In great. our McDonald's interruption, Cynthia was pointing out really a, a very great. Well, there's so many great parts of the book. There's so so we hope you enjoy it. But, but it's so practical because.
2: Jenny, you talk in your book about how you talk like any therapist basically will say that the thoughts we have that we're dealing with, which I think is kind of the crux of this whole thing is the thoughts that the narrative we're hearing is I'm unlovable. I'm worthless. I'm, Mm -hmm. what's the third one? I'm
1: helpless,
2: helpless. And, and when I read that, I thought, yeah, at any given time we fall into one of those narratives. I'm holding a French fry in my hand while I'm talking to you. So let's be clear on that. Yeah. But, um, talk to us a little bit about that and and how did you come to that place of, of, Wanting to
1: write a book about it, knowing that that's the case. Wow. Well, okay, I've definitely loved it, and so much so that I really didn't think this book would sell very well. Like candidly, this was definitely a um, act of obedience, because the beginning of the book is pretty wacky. Like I am, uh, I've read it, I've re-read. So I wrote it, and then I reread it twice for editing. No, once for editing the second time and usually you read more but I skipped those chapters. I was like, you're gonna have to figure it out. And then I had to read it for the audio book because I didn't I I am it was so dark what I went through that I don't want to remember it. I don't want to think I don't want to give yeah. it any energy anymore. Yeah. But I walked through a season of doubt um that was absolutely and, and and the book kinda confirms this when you read it, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about, um, demonic. Like just a season of not sleeping and doubt that was paralyzing to the point of just fearing death and really wondering if I still even believe in God. Now that was 18 months long and it was the middle of the night. And the reason I had to start with that story, even though I thought to myself like, well, I don't know how this is going to go. Um, Was because it, 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 it was a war for me. It wasn't, this isn't about to me, this topic isn't about, negative thoughts that we have so we feel better about ourselves. This is about, this is the place that I believe the enemy has us because it's, we are at war and and he can tell us whatever he wants in our mind. And that's what happened to me for so long. And and so Get Out of Your Head is because, the title is because when I said it out loud, it was the beginning of freedom. And so, but but unfortunately I just didn't say it out loud for a long time. And everybody's asked me why, like, were you ashamed or, Embarrassed or what? And I was like, Nope, it wasn't that I'm not that. Um, you know, yeah, I confess that you're not. You really are pretty very, vulnerable
0: and authentic. Yeah. So,
1: so that wasn't it. It was that I didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, I bet you just didn't think about it because the truth is nobody does talk. about I didn't it. notice. I yeah. didn't notice what was happening. And once I said it out loud immediately, I was like, I think I've been under spiritual attack. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, I, I say that like that's the most obvious thing in the whole wide world. For 18 months, that every night the same hour, I'm. I was about to say, was it every? It's, a, mm-hmm. a it's like three in hour. the morning or same something. Time. Can you say every? Time. If
0: you're waking up with heaviness on it's your mind you know. in the middle of the night, then there's heaviness in your soul, and it's like, and so you sit there with this heaviness going in the it dark, do, right? And yep. it doesn't rule. It isn't yes. in our world. We call it not the boss of us. Like no. it's like yes. that is so not the boss of mm. you. Yep. And so in
1: but, that moment, like hey. I don't think everybody knows that. Like you say that like matter of fact, like in our house, we say that everybody says that. I don't think everybody knows that we are the bosses of our thoughts. And I think that was, so I taught this originally as a Bible study yeah. to a few hundred girls. And the number one thing I heard when in the middle of that study was, I did not know I had power over my thoughts. Oh. They People don't even yeah. know that well. they are the boss of their thoughts. And I think that's where I am now. None of that's none of that's scary to me anymore. That's not why I don't want to read it. That's, it just was so dark that I just don't want to give it energy or attention or, and I just, and two, I was like, I can't believe I'm going to put this out there. And I just, I just kind of wanted to close my eyes and, you know, pretend, but, but I do believe that the, the, the fear that we have, um, is part of the problem. Like, we have power, and I think what fear does is it cripples us, and it paralyzes us, and it makes us think that we are victims to our thoughts, or we're victims to what's happening to us, when the truth is God's given us dominion and power more than we can imagine, Yeah, but we well, never, you know, we just don't talk, not everybody talks about not it. Not everybody
2: talks about it. Well, and it says in scripture, like, take captive your thoughts, and so, right. like, I keep going back to that, and even before I read your book. but. What, what does that look like? How do we do that? And if it's in God's word, then we're capable of doing it. But yeah, how do we, so what'd you
1: come to on that? Yeah. So I think, well that, okay, let's go to that verse. So second Corinthians 10, that's one of my favorite passages that I looked at with all this. So second Corinthians 10, it is Paul talking about, um, warfare and he says, okay, you're not going to go fight right before this, in uh, or the verses before Take Every Thought Captive, it says you're not going to go fight um, spirit with flesh. So so basically saying we're fighting dark forces. So we need to treat it that way, and we need to fight spirit with spirit. And, and what that means is that, and then it says we've been given divine weapons to destroy strongholds. I mean, it's such a powerful passage. Because I hear Take Every Thought Captive, and I'm like,
0: Whatsoever. Why? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. think, I'm gonna how think do I do really that? hard. And
1: then I'm, gonna, and he's like, no, this is war. And the right. language he uses is war language. And the way you're going to fight, this is not with your power and not with self help practices, which I read a ton about as I was preparing for this, because mm-hmm. that's who writes a lot about the mind. It's mm-hmm. not the church. Largely. It's, um, it's the world, you know, a lot of right. neurologists. I read a lot of all that. And, but, but scripture's clear. Like that's not how we're going to win this. Mm-hmm. And, and so what are those, you know, spirit fighting spirit things. And, and so take every thought captive comes in this context of we, you know, and and the three things that, that I believe are the most useful spirit weapons we have is the word of God, the spirit of God, and the people of God. Mm -hmm. And the people of God is really where I push people first, because until I said it out loud, I couldn't even begin to heal. I didn't even know they were lies. I genuinely thought I was losing my faith. Yeah. When I said it out loud, The second I uttered the words, even though I've been fighting this for 18 months and gotten to the point where I couldn't see movies because I was so scared of death and I was having, you know, panic about death. And I mean, I was bad. But as soon as I said it out loud, I thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I do believe in God. And all of that time, I did believe in God. And I stood, you know, largely on his saving grace. It wasn't my will to believe it was like he was holding me in place. And I, I can see that over those 18 months, but my thoughts were telling me all kinds of things that Mm, I couldn't trust. Yeah. no, yeah.
0: So community is a big part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And I know you've really, even at, with the book, it's like, get people together. Let's go through this together. Cause it's never, well, never anything alone is the way to do something. Yeah. And so tell a little bit about that, like the things that you've set up so that it's easy for people to do it together. Cause a lot of times when you're stuck in your thoughts, the hardest thing to do is to get out. Like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's like this you know, magnet pull to be alone because a lot of times it's things you're ashamed
2: of or, well, be brave to do it. Yeah,
1: And so, and this is where I, I learned a lot from neuroscience and I began, you know, a lot of this book is, is Bible and a lot of this book is science because I really believe God built our brain. And so what science is revealing over the last 20 years, because we didn't know much about the brain prior to the last 20 years, right? Um, the, the, what we know about the brain largely has come in the last two decades. So a and it's because coming. of
0: Dallas, you know, it's UT Southwestern oh, yeah. that started health. the brain. Yeah. Yes,
1: I know. I've, I've talked to people up there. I, I think the, the thing we've got to realize is that, um, one, it's controlling everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what the percentages are is we have 9,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. 80 plus percent of those are negative. Mm-hmm. 80 plus percent. Actually, it's 90 plus. It feels dramatic whenever I say it, though. So sometimes I'll round down. <laughs> uh, but it is. It's, I mean, the, the science, lot. the research says 90, 90 plus percent is repetitive from the day before. So we're thinking the so same negative thoughts mm-hmm. day oh, after day after day, and we're never interrupting them. So when when I now hear Take Every Thought Captive, I don't think of some vague willpower. I think of a choice. So So what I realized was, okay, Taking 60,000 thoughts, because I'm definitely on the high end of the spectrum, the number of thoughts I think every day, taking 60,000 thoughts captive feels completely impossible. Mm-hmm. But taking one thought captive, I can do that. So the one thought that we talk about in the book is I have a choice, mm-hmm. that God has given me a choice. If 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 you don't have the power of God in you, it is going to be a very limited choice, right? Like, right. It, it, But we have hope that last, mm-hmm. when you go back to those three lies that you mentioned, it's It's, I'm helpless, I'm worthless, I'm unlovable. There's answers to all three of those because of God, right? Truth certainly informs
0: each one of those. Yes. And
1: so that choice is real. It's not something mythical or pretend. Um, And I'm not talking about mental illness and and chemical imbalance. That's different. Although I think these practices can help that. Um, But certainly there's a need for medicine and, and medical attention and counseling and all that. I'm just saying that... That when we wake up, when I wake up in the morning and I feel anxious about something, which is, happens a lot, you know, um, I will wake up and at that moment I have a choice to go, okay, am I going to sit in this? Because mm-hmm. sometimes physically we literally will sit in it. Mm-hmm. We will spin and we will do, stu- you know, and I call it like sit and spins. You remember those? I do. Do they even make that toy? Do people, I got do people one, get a thing with a thing in the middle? Yes. 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 When, when my turned, kids were and little, so they was still was had it. Toy. But
0: I don't think I, don't think I see it anymore. anymore. Anyway, <laughs>
1: but that's what we do. We'll literally just like sit there and, and we will feed it mm-hmm. and, rather than interrupt it. And, yeah. Yeah. and we can do it. I mean, I, I've seen it again and again. And so it's funny, like the people reading the books, you know, the the book, well, a lot of us are on Facebook page and and um, a girl was like, who finds themselves thinking about I have a choice like 100 times a day? Mm. And it's true because all of a sudden you can kind of interrupt it and say, you know what? I don't have to go down this. And for my 11 year old, it's as simple as like, Hey, let's get outside. Hey, let's redirect our thoughts. For those of us that, um, want to practice scripture and applying that, memorize a few verses and Mm -hmm. say them to yourself when you are interrupting it. But when it doesn't change, so, so what happens, we call it a spiral. What happens is when that spiral, um, is kind of out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when I will call someone now quickly so i don't wait second. 18 months yeah. i'll wait like 18 minutes and if it's not going away and i'm and i'm and i can't let go of it and and largely now it's led into emotion
0: yeah. and it's
1: led into behavior right mm-hmm. in relationships that's when i'll call a friend and say okay hey i need to just talk for a minute and and, yeah. and which definitely
0: addresses the helpless part because you're not, and then you know. it hits the me too, like, yes, which yes. is such a big deal yeah. to, to be not able to like, like, Oh, I'm not alone because yeah. the other person. I mean, <laughs> by the way, there's nothing new under the sun. That's right. And yeah. There's probably like seven things we deal with all the time. Well, you and, know? and you. So you said
1: God's word. Yeah.
2: And you said community. And then you said the spirit, right. you know, the spirit was a third
1: one. So yeah. Speaking into that a little bit. Yeah. So I realized that I have a lot of power because of God Yeah, and that the enemy yeah. is not as victorious as he appeared to be in my life at that point. Yeah. And so now it's funny, like I'll wake up in the night and and it still happens a lot. I wake up not as much as I used to, but it still happens. And that's not a dark time for me anymore. In fact, mm-hmm. a lot of this book was written in that time. Like it, it's a, it's a very redeemed part of my I day. I love that. I know yeah. I, And I, that was meaningful to me because I, and yeah. I even purposely would do it. I would, when I would wake up, thankfully it was more like four o'clock and I would just get up and I would go to Starbucks and I would write because yeah. I literally wanted to be like, take yeah. this, yeah. take mm-hmm. this devil. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk yeah. about yes, you to the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think, there is, you know, he got, Jesus is more powerful. And so now if I wake up or I feel myself spinning, I will literally be like in the name of God, like in the name of Jesus Christ, you don't, you have no power over me. And it has, it has been helpful to me to just know the spirit of God is with me. Mm -hmm. He is protecting me. I don't live in fear. Um, I remember one chapter I ended um, with the last line and I think it got edited out a lot of things got edited out this was <laughs> this was one of those books the first draft would be very entertaining to everyone um but it said at the end of the chapter it said take that devil or something like that bring it bring it devil exclamation point point. and I kind of was I was by myself we were on vacation when I was writing that and I was like what's gonna happen well, maybe not. Maybe and not. then and then a few minutes later I get a text from one of my friends that said your website is a porn site oh gosh a few minutes later, uh-uh. it was it was a full blown like JennyAllen.com, totally taken over, uh-huh. hijacked, wow. an Asian porn site. Yes. No. And but way. I loved it because I feel like it overplays his hand. Yeah. He's like, he just it just takes it too far, and I'm like, you're real. This isn't mm-hmm. pretend. We are at war, and he doesn't want us to know this evil loves to not be noticed. So if he can just tell us what he wants, yeah. make us all anxious and depressed, make us, you know, I mean, I'm looking at a generation growing up that's the, the suicide rates and the thoughts of suicide are so rampant. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. enemy work. Like he yeah. is winning if we don't start to pay attention to this and fight it better. So yeah. it's just so encouraging to think, I have
2: control. I have a choice. I don't have control, but I do have a choice. And I think that's the the message. When I read through the book, I'm like, okay, like acknowledging there is a choice and then verbalizing it. I think that is so key to be able to speak it because you're right. I think of times in my life where I've had really significant anxiety about something and it's built up in my head and it just keeps repeating, repeating. And then all of a sudden I say it like to my husband or someone and I'm like, you said that was the dumbest thing. Like why did I let it get this far? But the enemy, and, and we don't like to talk about spiritual warfare. I know. It gets well, weird out there a little it's great. bit. Doing it so over so McDonald's you. in your car. You
1: should. i think <laughs> I'll have a oh drink. God, but for it's us. real. And I think I grew up with, you know, my youth pastor said, Don't talk about the devil too much. And and I'm like, well, there's dark cosmic forces. Like that there's enemy that that is clear throughout scripture. Jesus talked about him. Mm-hmm. This is not something that we need to be afraid of. We don't need to give it too much power or thought. But we need to be more aware and understand, especially if our minds are under attack, if that's such a battleground for people yeah. mm-hmm. to not add that element. I remember one of my friends that read it early before it was published called me, it was my agent, and he said, Jenny, thank you for for talking about what's really happening because you could have just talked about negative thoughts, insecure mm-hmm. thoughts, you know, all these little things and not the war that Mm -hmm. I think is behind all of that. Right? So for me, it was doubt that led to fear, but for everybody listening, you may be like, yeah, I'm not having a crisis in my faith. I'm not suicidal. I'm not having, but those little anxious thoughts are leading somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I I hope for everybody is just that they would, they would seize the thoughts before you get 18 months in that you would, you would notice those little ways that, that you are allowing yourself to be dragged into bondage. I mean, it is bondage. And I, and that's why I love that verse that you brought up with take every thought captive, because he says we have weapons to destroy spiritual strongholds. Right. And so there, you know, when I look out, I'm like, gosh, there's a lot of strongholds, but yeah. we have power over it.
0: Right. Yeah. And so that it's not overwhelming. Right. And so even as I hear you speak, the three things that you're bringing into it are not our power. Right. It's like, oh, and no. so
1: as you hear, this, we are a little helpless. We are a little worthless in, in the lovable. I mean okay. yes, but there's but some he truth says, in it. Not by my strength
0: yeah. not by your strength, but by mine. It's yep. so one thing I love. Okay, here's her book again. And she has <laughs> it's fun because it has like charts in it, which I think is really They're fun. So good. And this is like one of my face Because I'm, in our house, yeah. this actually is what we do. And yep. we've done it for years. We've just done it for years because I really am like that stuff is not the boss we have you on. Well, this is page
2: 115 and so
0: it's like, grab the thought when you, when you, cause it, there is a physical feeling that comes with this stuff and it's like 100% you lose your breath or you feel heavy or yep. you feel uncertain or yep. there's something even waking up in the middle of the night. test is tight for me. Right? That happens. And so here's what Jenny says. Grab the thought, like call it out, mm-hmm. you know, and diagnose the thought. Is it true? Mm-hmm. And the answer is There's an element of truth, but but there's a lot. There's a much
1: bigger truth that answers it. Well, sometimes okay, let me speak to that. Okay, because sometimes it's just not true. Like you cannot believe how many things we're all thinking about that are literally just not true. They're not things God's asking us to go through today. You know, for so many people they've shared things with me about I live with a paralyzing fear I'm gonna lose my husband or a child. Yes, you're right. And 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 that's not even what God's asking you to face today. And so I think for a lot of people right there, you you stop and God you literally stop and be like, it's not even real. It's not even true. Yeah. But for some people, yes, that you know I was I was had these fears. I mean this is the joke is that you know I was sending Connor to college when I wrote this and I was so nervous and I couldn't quite place how, why. And so, you know, a counselor friend of mine just said, "Okay, let's let's play this out. What are you afraid of?" I was like, "Well, I'm afraid he's, um, you know, gonna date a girl I don't like. I'm afraid he's gonna make bad decisions. I'm afraid he's gonna." And they're like, "And so what? And so what?" And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't man. Have, yeah." And then it was like. I don't know, he might have to go to prison. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it was like, like okay. he's a good kid. And yeah. I'm like, in my worst mm-hmm. fear, I'm like afraid he's gonna absolutely ruin his life. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, I'm not really. Yeah. And and yet that was can I handle can I handle the first fears? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the real end that we all kind of spin mm-hmm. over of like yes. something horrible is gonna happen. And it's yeah. not always even true. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and I think getting to that is so important. And then going to this, what does God say about it? And then the critical factor, am I going to believe him? Right. And, and the truth is, yes and no. And it's right. like, help me in my unbelief. Right. Yes. You know? Right.
1: Because that is the one. Like yeah. that is the one that's so hard. Yeah.
0: Yes. When we were going through foster
2: care at our house and we, there was a big hearings coming up and we thought we were going to lose our oh, on little yeah. one. And I would wake up same thing, kind of the middle of the night mm. and I'd wake up with that angst. I'm like, what if he lose? I mean, it's losing a child. We yeah. had this child for so long. We love this child. And I remember oh. at some point waking up in the middle of the night and I was like, okay, I can either sit here riddled with anxiety, or I can realize, like, I'm awake, like, I'm going to give this back to the Lord. And I love that thought of giving it back to God. So I would get up. I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is the enemy or just my own anxiety, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to go pray over that crib. And so every night mm. when I'd wake up, I'm what like, beautiful thing. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go pray over that crib. Mm. So I'd trek it upstairs oh, and I'd that's sit the exact crib and I would just pray over him and I would cry over him and all of that. But I just remember then the Lord had placed it on my heart. He's like... Do you trust that I love him more than you? Do you believe I designed him and created it? Like going through all those trust like and those thoughts of like, yeah. I don't know. Do I believe you love yeah. him more than me? But, but and eventually but you know I came what? there.
0: But you can do that in the carpool line. Yes. when your kid you is freaking you out, right. you know, you just using that in the seat. They're going to sit there. Pray. I, I just don't know. That's a really. But powerful I do love thing, just taking, taking.
2: Yeah, up. taking it turning it back over to the yeah. Lord. And I had control in mm-hmm. that situation. I can't control when to wake up, and to some degree, I can't always control the anxiety level in a right. situation. Right. But I can control the,
1: the thought side Enjoy of it. Well, yeah. and it's unbelievable how much our thoughts are driving our anxiety. Yeah. Right. So our feelings, and yeah. and that's what the mm-hmm. science was so confirming of. But then you see it's so powerful throughout scripture. There's a lot more command language about our thoughts than our emotions. So, so so what God knew about the way he built us was that we could interrupt our thoughts, but he doesn't say stop being sad. You know, that's not the command. It's, it's train your thoughts, set your thoughts on what are true, what Mm -hmm. is lovely. Think on Mm -hmm. these things. So there's a lot of strong command language, set your mind on this instead Mm -hmm. of this, which was the spirit, not the flesh. So in the world. So I, I do think we, we do we are passive recipients of what is happening in yeah. our minds. And you're exactly right. Sometimes it is not the enemy. The enemy has to pay you no mind because you're just already yeah. stuck on cycles <laughs> yourself that, yeah. that that you're not even a threat. You know, mm-hmm. so I think I think we've gotta be aware that, that we're often self sabotaging with sure. just with just this passivity of just Mm -hmm. thinking about whatever.
2: But this is just one other thought. And since we do a parenting podcast, I was thinking just in terms of our kids, I, I grew up in a great Christian home, but I'm not sure how much we talked about spiritual warfare or the enemy on attack. We did some, but I'm thinking with our kids too, if we can get in this narrative with them, like your book and talk to them about these things. And when you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling stressed or, you know, you have a thought process. So let's decide, you know, what's truth. Let's memorize scripture. It's true. Let's know your identity. Who were you created to be? And then let's counteract some of that. And maybe just speaking that into our kids well, well. giving them
1: more authority, right? Like they have authority over their minds and they have just like you tell your kids, you know, Hey, this is not going to be the boss of us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, this is yes. And what I want to be clear about is this is a, this is a, I think the mind is a great smart, strategic battleground for the enemy. Mm-hmm. But the enemy, if we are gods, we are protected. Right. Like he is not in us. We're not talking about possess. We're not talking about anything crazy like that. We're just saying there's, you know, what, what John eight says is that he is a liar and that he is going to lie. So that's who he is. It's his native tongue. It's what he does. So what we know is to be aware that there are constantly lies that the world is feeding you, that mm-hmm. your friends are going to feed you, that your, um, your own mind is going to feed you. Yeah. And, and we're not going to be believers of lies. And the best way I can help you know, what's lie or truth is for you to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And so I have some kids that they talk to me so mm-hmm. readily. Like they just, I mean, my youngest son who's adopted his, he, he literally, I, I know every thought and everything that happened to him at school and it is just awesome, you know? Yeah. But then I have one that she is so hard and difficult to to open up. But you know what? There are ways. It involves like getting our nails done and like money. You know, like to (laughs) take her to the mall. But she'll eventually, like after we spent enough time together and I ask enough questions, she'll finally kind of start Mm -hmm. to soften and she'll she'll talk. And so I think just fighting for our kids and and letting them letting us into the narratives in their mind is so important.
0: You, you speak to of identity, which is, I mean, it's just so much truth in that. And so we can't have you all day. So I want you to end if that's a, if that's a place you would like to end just on identity and how you speak truth, how you take the the icky and just do, it's like an overlay of what truth is and truth about your identity. And Mm -hmm. so,
1: yeah. So one thing I had done is just pull every scripture about who God is mm-hmm. and what that means for me, right? Yep. So, uh, and again, I could have pulled the whole Bible because that's largely what the book's about. Which but, is
0: so fun, to, but to do it just yourself. to do it from yeah. Genesis yeah. to mm-hmm. Revelation.
1: And so, in the back of the book, there's there's just, you know, narrative scripture of, of I'm God, I created you. I know I, I created you in your womb, in the mother's womb. Here's why I created you. Here's um, Here's my power over you. This is how much I love you. I've adopted you as my own. I sent mm-hmm. my son to die for you. So that was possible. So just the narrative of God throughout scripture is it gives so much worth. Mm-hmm. It shows we are not helpless. Yeah. It shows that we are so lovable that God yeah. was, did, sent his son. Yeah. And why did he do it? Because God so loved the world. Yeah, he loves you. And yeah. it's not because we're actually lovable. And that's the problem. And that was my problem with self-help was I would read all these these books about, you know, retraining the mind and all that scientifically has proven you can do it. But what they were retraining the mind to was how awesome I was. Yeah. Like, you're so capable. You're so awesome. Don't let anybody tell you anything else. And I'm like, I am not that awesome. Like <laughs> I know it. And like I know myself. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I really, that is not sitting well with me. It's not mm-hmm. just my understanding of scripture. It's my understanding of my morning this morning when I'm cranky with my kids. So it's not, it's just not, it doesn't sit with my right, bo- right. in my bones mm-hmm. well, yeah. and so what I love about about scripture is, is it says, yeah, you were unlovable, but God loves you anyway, mm. and that's the power of those of us that have God with us and in us is that we actually are are not looking to ourselves for hope. Mm-hmm. We're not actually yeah. looking to our behaviors or our um, circumstances or everything working out all right. Because I kind of wanted to say to all the self help books I read, like what happened in the end? Like, yeah. what happens? It's just fading yeah. to black. Like, I lived in that place of fear of it fading to black. And I'm like, I see hopelessness, yeah. even in my now. Mm-hmm. So we have this ultimate hope and this in the ultimate counter to the lies. And, and so I think what it did for me and why I wrote the book was because all of that war and living it out in my mind for so long and seeing how the enemy kind of veiled mm-hmm. these lies mm-hmm. was that I wanted to fight. I wanted to grab specifically women by the arms and 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 because I believe women are grabbing their kids by the arms Mm -hmm. and I'm grabbing women are grabbing their husbands by the arms. I think when you reach women you reach the world. And and so I wanted to grab women by the arms. I wanted to look in their eyes and say like one, do you know that all of these thoughts that you're thinking, you don't have Mm -hmm. to think of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And two, do you know how valuable you are to God and how much he's equipped you to fight this fight. And and not just fight it, but win it. And that is, that is why, and I have chills just thinking Mm -hmm. of it because, because I'm hearing the stories now. I mean, the book's been out for three weeks and I'm, and now people have read it and, Mm -hmm. and they're like, Jenny, my mind is different. Like I, I'm thinking differently. And it's not because of the book, like the book just points to God. Like the book is just, here's what the word of God Mm -hmm. says. That's all it does. And so God is able to free us. Mm -hmm. And, and it just, it's so fun to kind of see, um, Victory for mm-hmm. people in this yeah. because, because he can. And I think why it has to be a whole book instead of like a pamphlet is because it is a war and because it's not as simple as slapping on these verses we've heard yeah. our whole lives, yeah. right? It's not just as simple as like, we'll take every thought captive, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, gosh, that's not working for me. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. in anxiety for years. Mm-hmm. So just to encourage anybody listening, like, yes, this is a fight and it, it does take time and retraining our minds and building new neural pathways. Yes, because takes
0: neuroplasticity takes
1: well, it, that's it's a real. great thing. It's real. God. real, and yeah. so your
0: super highways don't have to be the anxiety highway. Yeah. You, can can rebuild them. highway. Yeah. you can yeah. rebuild truth highway. <laughs> you can rebuild them and with that many thoughts
2: every day. We gotta pay attention. We I know that. You. How fun! There's yeah. so many like, opportunities to of of redo. <laughs> a redo, a redo. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. but yeah, day after day, day just after some day. Something to think about. How you yes, said and the together. From yesterday, this don't have to be tired of. But I love because it's
0: together. And so anyway, which is the same. And we just thank you for traveling this road with us. We're literally missed out on the fries but so today go out and say something kind to yourself for Pete's sake Mm -hmm. and to the person sitting next to you because we're not alone Mm -hmm. and we'll pardon the mess because we are made for this okay so made for this go listen to our podcast listen to pardon the mess thank you for tuning in to say something get the book get the book and go online jenny has great resources that are available today for free for you to be able to walk along with each other so thanks so much have a great day bye Thank you so much. Our very special thanks to Jenny Allen for spending her morning with us and her french fries. Connect with Jenny at JennyAllen.com or Jenny S. Allen on Instagram and for sure her podcast Made for This. Be sure too, to connect with Pardon the Mess podcast and check out Jenny's latest book, Get Out of Your Head. And a very special thanks to you. Want to stay connected? Visit SaySomethingShow.com and sign up to our mailing list. Or check us out on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, listen on Apple Podcasts, or check out our channel on Truly Media. See you next time on Say Something.